I found out only an hour ago that uh, before the 1950s, or maybe the 1940s, I wasn't a citizen of Australia. I didn't know that before. Uh, well, I wasn't alive. Uh, but my parents, when they were born, apparently were not citizens of Australia. Ah, that's a turn up for the books. Um, this comes about uh, as uh, this, this drops out of the current debate about whether Australian citizens should be allowed to return from India in the shadow of you know, the coronavirus, uh, which is running rampant in India. Uh, it's going so nuts in India that we've shut our borders. Um, and uh, they had a, you know, and someone said, you know, is that constitutional? You know, that you can just say, no, nah, you just can't come back. You know, I think um, we've effectively had that to a very large extent for since coronavirus pretty much started. Uh, but I think everyone's been allowed to come back. Uh, but they've had to get in line. Uh, so, you know, there wasn't a rule put in place by the government saying you're not allowed to come back. It's just that you had to get in a queue and uh, we're only letting one person in a year. <laughs> but at least uh, our, you know, civil rights hadn't been abused in that scenario uh, because, you know, you're still allowed to come back, just get in line. How long is the line? Forever. <laughs> I like that. Um, that reminds me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or something. All right. So, um, but I found out just now. Now, the, uh, the big hoo-ha that's on at the moment is that um, we've just shut the borders to Australian citizens coming back. Full stop. You know, there's no queue even. Uh, that is coming back from India specifically. Uh, you know, and as soon as you do something like that, you know, you know, you've got talk of racism and all that sort of stuff. Okay, um, you're not going to get away from that. Um, if, unless it's, um, unless you've shut the borders to England, and then you know, then you're right. Uh, but we've shut the, shut the borders to India, so you know, live with the racism claims. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, that's not what this episode's about. Racism and everything. And you know the arguments go both ways on that because you know we, we've um, sh we're not allowing euros back either euros in India for example all our famous cricketers who are stuck over there because the Indi Indian Premier League the IPL uh, has been cancelled and all our all our blokes can't get back Michael Slater is really annoyed uh, Mike Hussey just caught coronavirus last night I heard. These are all very bad things that are happening. Um, the Australian government has got blood on its hands. Uh, if, you know, for example, um, one of these, one of our citizens dies in India. But then the government is probably saying, well, if we open the borders or even allow people into quarantine with the virus this much out of control, yeah, including all these new strains that are no doubt proliferating in India, even if we allow, allow there to be a queue and let people back in through a quarantine system and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, through that bubble, um, you know, 
the virus is so nuts in India that it's going to end up escaping into the Australian community and we'll have blood on our hands anyway. So you got Michael Slater, you know, says, I reckon uh, ScoMo is thinking. Okay, yeah, all right, I've got blood on my hands by not letting you back in. <laughs> but I've got more blood on my hands if I do. <laughs> Michael Slater didn't um, kind of canvas <laughs> that eventuality. Uh, but that's probably because he's trying to get back. And he doesn't like being, uh, and I can understand that. He's an Australian, you know, he doesn't belong anywhere else. Um, uh, so he's a bit annoyed, uh, no doubt, uh, that he can't get back into Australia at the moment. He escaped to the Maldives, I heard, uh, from India, but he still can't come back to Australia from the Maldives. He has to sort of sit there and live it up in the Maldives. Look, you can have a virtual life these days, can't you? This has nothing to do with what this episode's about. None of this anything to do with that. What this episode is about, as a result of this India hoo-ha, I've discovered that, uh, and I, I was listening to a constitutional lawyer on the radio earlier, because I think someone uh, who was explaining, um, you know, because they said, is this unconstitutional? You know, ScoMo shutting down the borders? And, and, and the final, um, yeah, the, the short answer to that was no. <laughs> we haven't got as many rights as we think we have. All right, and um, especially not constitutionally. Um, and uh, what this constitutional lawyer said, I forgot, uh, to me? Someone to me? Um, you know, what she was saying was, um, well, you're not going to find anything about citizens' rights in our constitution because um, when our constitution was written and for a good 40 years after that, 40 plus years after that, uh, we didn't have citizens in Australia. We had subjects. Oh, I pricked my ears up at that. Oh, oh we were subjects. Oh, that's interesting because we were subjects before, of course. Uh, just give me a second. I got someone hot on my tail. Um, here to pick up the girls from school. Well, one of them. Okay. So I said to myself, oh, we were subjects. All right, that's different. What are, subject, what are the rules about subjects in the Constitution? Uh, well, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter because we don't have subjects anymore. Oh, well, there I am. I'll leave that in neutral. I'll put the handbrake on. Or else you won't be able to see me. That'll be good. Um, so you could go to the Constitution and find out what uh, the rules were with respect to subjects. Just the word subjects uh, implies you haven't got that many, um, you know, you exist at the whim of the crown. That's what that word implies to me. I don't know what the Constitution says about subjects. Uh, but the point is, the idea of citizenship apparently came in in the 1940s. So each of my two parents were born subjects of the crown. The word subject sounds like a good thing. Um, I've been uh, listening to a lot of people speak about psychology and um, in psychology, I, I don't know how all this works, but in psychology, to be an object is bad. I look pretty fat like that. <laughs> uh, to be an object is bad, and to be a subject is good. You know, yeah, so men who objectify women uh, turn women into an object. You know, so men, I, I guess, are the subject in that situation. That's good. 
and uh, women in that situation are the objects that's bad uh, so in the queen subject relationship what's going on there um, the subject is someone like me or my mum anyway and my dad when they were born and the object then must be the queen <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's a gap in my logic there somewhere uh, all right so you know it must be bad to be a queen because you've been objectified you're nothing but that crown on your head <laughs> all right um but anyway getting back to what i was talking about which and i can't even remember what that was uh getting back to the whole india crisis thing uh getting back to what was i talking about ah yes the fact that the india crisis and it is a crisis it's actually going to go down in history it's absolutely shocking there's satellite images of you know whole city blocks uh being turned into uh, funeral pyres. It's awful. Absolutely t terrible. Um, <sighs> you know, to chat about that would be a different type of episode. Um, um, but that crisis has uh, brought to into a discussion on the radio um, what are our rights as citizens. And in Australia, we don't have as many rights as we think we have. You know, all sorts of things happen. Okay, so you've... Um, as all right, you can't, you won't find anything in the constitution about your citizenship rights because there's nothing in there. Because um, it was, the idea of citizenship wasn't even a spark in the eye, the collective eye of the founding fathers. Uh, that was a different time. Citizenship came in after the war, by the sound of it, and uh, a lot of things were happening then. So the world was remaking itself after the war. And this is when you know human rights and all that sort of stuff in the UN and all that sort of stuff was coming coming into play. Um, so I guess we must have just gone with the flow and changed a lot of the things that we were doing too. Um, but, I mean, in Australia, we've got fewer sort of rights than even um, places like the United States of America in some ways. Over there, they've got the right to get shot by someone with a gun. <laughs> Um, you know, as part of a massacre, and they've got that right. Uh, but we haven't got that right here. Um, and there's other things. Um, they've got the this Bill of Rights, and I think we haven't got a Bill of Rights. Uh, people who watch a lot of American TV, and they think that whatever applies in the United States uh, should applies here. So they say, oh, I've got the right to remain silent, or something like that, you know, because they, they watch a lot of movies. And uh, and I think that's not the case here. You don't have the right to remain silent. Although you could just shut your mouth, so I don't know how that works. Um, the right to bear arms. Well, you haven't got that here in Australia. Not the sorts of arms they've got the right to bear in the United States of America. Um, and the other thing um, it would appear that we haven't got is uh, inalienable rights to come home from overseas if... We travel overseas in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and that makes me think too, you know, there might be thousands of people in India saying, we just want to come home. I miss my Fosters. We don't even drink Fosters here in Australia. People, expat Australians drink that overseas, but we don't drink it here. I've never seen it. I haven't seen a can of Fosters for years, I don't reckon. All right. Um, everyone drinks Melbourne Bitter or Carlton Draft or something like that. I don't know. I don't drink. Now, 
Um, so, all right, this is an interesting thing. What, what, uh, what does our citizenship give us? Right, if you go overseas in the middle of a pandemic, uh, which is what many or most of these people who have gone overseas have done, um, and then you say, I just want to come home. I can't believe I can't come home. Well, you took a risk going over, didn't you? But that put, that's that's beside the point. Um, okay. I would have thought, yeah, you know, you've got a right to come back. And the government can't sort of say, you just can't come back. You know, because what if the pandemic comes, uh, lasts forever? You can never come back. You know? That sort of thing. I said, oh, that's weird. So what is that? What are our citizenship laws? And it does appear that we haven't got any. With respect to that, Scobo can block you. And, you know, and then Michael Slater can say, oh, you've got blood on your hands, Scomo. But then, you know, Scomo can say, well, I've got blood on my hands if I don't block you all from coming back as well. So, yeah, and that argument can only be ended uh, with the, you know, with supper. <laughs> all right. So, um... And it is interesting because we've got a little whiff of that. Now, this had never happened in before in the 40 or 50 or 60,000 year history of Australia. You know, and I mean before we got here, we Europeans and even after, where I couldn't go into what we now call New South Wales. You know, that's never been the case before. I've always been able to go to New South Wales. You know, even before bridges, uh, bridges were there, as long as I could swim. Um, but during the pandemic, we all quickly learned that um, state borders can be shut. Crikey! We've got less rights than we thought, even as sort of citizens of a state or residents of a state within Australia. And now we find out um, that we can be blocked from even coming back into the country. And, it, it, uh, and this constitutional lawyer, who I was listening to, to whom I was listening. That's not right. Um, now, um, she she was saying, well, you know, on the whole India question, um, you know, what rights do people have to come back if the government of the day decides no? And by the way, ScoMo can't decide any such thing. It's the whole cabinet. You know, that's the way our system works. You know, it's it's only in the in America that um, a, a president, for example on these sorts of international matters can sign an executive order. But in Australia, um, SCOMO has no such power. It's the, it's the cabinet uh, that makes the, that sort of decision, and they all vote on it, and SCOMO can be outvoted. And the only time SCOMO has any sort of sway, really, is um, if it's a tie-break. You know, if it's a um, tie-break, if it's a draw, you know, is a vote. Now, should we let Australian citizens come back from India to Australia? Um, you know, and half the cabinet might say yes, and half the cabinet might say no, and ScoMo's sitting back waiting for them to vote, because that's, that's what the Prime Minister does, you know, compared, you know, as distinct from all the ministers. And then it's, it's a draw, and ScoMo says, ah, my moment! <laughs> um, first time I've actually had a say. You know, everyone thinks Prime Minister's uh, powerful. I've been in power for, apparently, for years, and I haven't actually been able to make one decision. Here I am. It's a tie break. I can make the decision. I think that 
And then someone in his cabinet says, oh, hang on, I've just changed my mind. You're out, scummer. Oh, damn, what is this business of being a prime minister? It's not all it's cracked up to be. Oh, well, I'll just get in front of the media and pretend that I've got a lot of power. And, um, and, and activists will say, ScoMo, do something. And you'll say, well, I'm not going to. Well, the fact of the matter is he can't. <laughs> He's got no power. All right. Um, but it turns out that um, we don't have as many rights as we think we have as citizens. And it's a little bit make it up as you go along as to how many rights we've got. You know, sometimes it ends up in the High Court and things like that, and slowly we define what citizenship is as we go along. So we said, you know, like perhaps in the 1940s, I'm sure something was legislated, but they might have said, all right, you're all citizens now, you're not subjects anymore. And they said, all right, how many rights does that give us? Oh, we'll just test that as we go along. You know, it's a little bit like the New Zealand Constitution, which doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, New Zealand just said, we're New Zealand. You know, and uh, everyone sort of said, oh, what does that mean? And they said, well, we, we, you know, are we independent from England yet? You know, do you have an Independence Day? No, we don't have an Independence Day because we're not independent. Oh, right, so um, you're dependent on the UK, England. No, not that either. Well, what are you then? New Zealand? Oh, we'll make that up as we go along. And New Zealand's still doing that. They don't even have a constitution in the same way that Australia has a constitution, you know. Um, and to a certain extent, we've done that too. Um, you know, independence isn't something that happens on a given day. Well, yeah, it does in a lot of places. But in Australia, or in a place like Australia, we've been slowly getting more and more independent from the UK. You know, some of us think that's not necessarily a good thing to go fully independent. Well, we are fully independent by now. Now, the Queen has got no say in Australia. Really, no say. Uh, so we're independent. You know, when did that happen? Well, not when we handed down the Constitution. She still had a bit of power there, and she wasn't even alive. Um, so, um, you know, maybe when citizenship came along, maybe that was the moment we became independent. Well, the fact of the matter is we just, we've, been, we've been getting more and more independent, in a way, more self-determining or whatever. And that started in the 1850s when we started having our own sort of parliaments in states, in colonies back then. And um, it's a, an evolving thing. And you make it up as you go along. You know, like there was the Australian Act, which I think was 1988. You know, we've got already 80-something, 80 89, I think. And um, that pushed us, you know, that, that, that uh, stripped the Queen of the no power she had anyway at that point in time, and so on and so forth. Anyway... But the long and short of it is we, I think we don't have as many rights as we think we have. And uh, it comes as a shock. Michael Slater's shock. Michael Slater is shocked. Yeah, cricketer. Yeah. This is racist, he said. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Other people are saying that. But Michael Slater said, this really annoys me because I can't get back to Australia. Because I chose to, um, they offered me a huge wad of cash to go over and uh, compare, compare, um, be a commentator in the IPL, the English Premier, the Indian Premier League, and now I can't get back to Australia, and I'm really annoyed. So I'm going to get on social media, and I'm going to tell Scomo, "You've got blood on your hands," because I've just noticed that I've got no recourse in the Constitution. So I'm just going to have to play the emotional card. You've got blood on your hands, Scomo. You know, to which Scomo says, um, "Take it to the High Court." You know, <laughs> which 
you know, which which one could do. We've had um, situations like this before, actually, when citizens have been stopped from coming back. So the precedent's there. It happened during that whole terrorism thing. Um, when we had people going to fight for ISIS, we blocked them from coming back, and I remember that was a big deal. Uh, people saying, hey, you can't stop them coming back. They're Australian citizens. And then the government of the day, which is probably, who was probably, I don't know which one that was, um, yeah, it could be Howard or you know, Abbott or when was all that. Um, and he said, no, they're not coming back. They're banned. But they're Australian citizens. Yeah, bad luck. They can stay in Iraq. And the fact that the government of the day got away with that all made us sort of think, oh, gee, our citizenship isn't everything, is it? You know? Uh, apparently there's something written on our passports. I haven't got a passport, you see. I haven't been over, I've only been over, I've been overseas for 15 years. No, more like 17 years. And my passport ran out about 10 years ago. Um, I don't need one. I'm not going overseas. I don't think I'll ever go again overseas. Um, otherwise I'll end up like Michael Slater, stuck over there. Yeah. Why would you want to be anywhere else but here in Australia? This is paradise, sitting here in your car waiting for your kids to come out of school but the point is no one's got a mask you know what a weird thing that is in the current world all right um hang on this year i'm in a different car I, i've got to go my daughter's here